Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by HashtagBasketball.com, your home for the very best fantasy basketball tools and analysis on the entire internet. Go check them out, HashtagBasketball.com. I'm your host, Mike Katrin, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, Tyler P. Watts. What's up, Tyler? Michael, in the list of crazy NBA days. Ooh, okay. Maybe maybe in the last, just let's go just the last five years. All right, we don't want to get too far back yeah, there. We, I'm, my I'm memory a, I'm gets a little old, hazy after, you know, not much further back yeah, than that. I'm an older gentleman. I've seen a lot. Of, I saw, um, you know, uh, Kobe Bryant elbow Doug Christie in the face, and they called a foul on Doug Christie's face. <laughs> so I've seen a lot of shit. But anyways, it just in the last maybe five years, maybe the last two years, was today the craziest day it's that we were recording this on June 16th. There was just a lot of stuff that happened, man. And it started in the morning and it just kept going just all day I long. don't know. Are we, are we not including like the opening of free agency? We're not including off-season stuff. Yeah. I might argue it was crazier than some of those off-season days. Now, yeah. I don't know that it was crazier than the day the NBA shut the fuck down. That was the craziest day. That might be the craziest day in NBA history. <laughs> um, I would say some of those bubble days uh, had some really great wild, uh, wild games as well. Yeah, but they didn't have the the news aspects of it, of like, you know, the, the Kawhi injury, which may be an ACL, it may not be. The Chris Paul going in the protocol and maybe out for who knows how long. Yeah, this day's been so long that it doesn't even feel like today. So this has been probably the longest NBA day that I can remember. Right. We had two coaches fired, right? Yeah. We had a GM let go. We had... we had LeBron complaining about something again, for, even though he's not in the playoffs, but he wants to get news written about him. We had... I, I watched that Sixers game and I, I don't know how the Sixers lost. I'm still no, trying to figure it out. They absolutely did, no they, idea. They made exactly one basket in the last six minutes and 25 seconds of the fourth quarter. And it was with 0.1 seconds to go in the game. Incredible. And um, the Clippers don't have Kawhi right now and they're up. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's just been an absolutely wild day. Um, it's been a wild playoffs. It's been a fun playoff. So you ready for a, a prediction of mine, which uh, may, may be laughed at in three months? Yes, let me hear it. Not the craziest day of the offseason and one of the craziest offseasons in league history is coming up. Oh, absolutely. I think it's like – I thought last year was pretty um, – I think it, it might have been like – a lot of people thought it was the high water mark. Like, wow, this is wild. This all these people moving around, blah, 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 other stuff. I think it's just the beginning. Um, I think there's just going to be constant turn almost every single year. Well, and, and here's the thing that I think maybe pushed it over the line too, is the Suns added Chris Paul. They're in the conference finals. Yeah. Right. The league is now open again. It right. is not going to be LeBron versus Curry every year. Right. And, and like, I mean, you look at the Jazz, right? Or whoever wins this series, right? Like, this, both these other teams in the West have basically been, had big additions in the last two years, right? We look at Paul George and Kawhi on the Clippers. And I mean, the Jazz getting Mike Conley was no small thing. Now he hasn't played in the series, but and that was a huge addition for them. And they got Bogdanovich, right? Just in the last couple of years. So it's like, I think you're seeing that like, you know, maybe adding one or two pieces to some of these playoff teams can be the difference and maybe even not playoff teams, right? The Suns weren't even a playoff team last year <laughs> in the conference finals. Yeah, that's, it's absolutely wild. Um, and I mean, obviously there is the specter of AD and LeBron playing together, but I think a lot of people this year, um, I think you could see it. I think it was very visible that um, LeBron has lost some of his, um, I would say given intimidation or given luster around some of these younger players is that like people used to not go up with LeBron and try to block his dunks or his layups. And now people are people, are, the, some of the bigger guys are saying, I'll go up with LeBron. He's 36. I'll go up with them. 
yeah, I think he's lost some of that intimidation factor that um, I guess I didn't think what you would ever see him lose. Yeah, the question is how much of it was was what percentage was he playing and what percentage can he get back to? Yeah, I have no idea. I, I hope he I, as a Lebr- as, as an avid LeBron hater, I hope he gets back to 100 percent. I want oh, yeah. to see him play at top peak level. Well, and I mean, I think you root for that regardless of what team you root for just because that makes the NBA more fun, right? Like we had a year there where we didn't see a lot of Steph Curry and then we saw Steph Curry doing his Steph Curry-ness oh. this year, right? And that was a lot of yes, fun. Yes, sir. Regardless of how that ended, right? Like that was a lot of fun. And so- It was wonderful. It was also wonderful uh, for anyone who took that uh, preseason Curry scoring title bet with me. Shout out to you as well. All right, let's get into this because this could be a, a long chat or a short chat or a, a I don't chat. know. This is an interesting year. We are doing a year in review, um, and we are going year by year. We're talking about the young guys, the older guys. Hey, you know, shout out, you know, shout out to you, older guys. You're still in the league. You're maybe top of the league. Maybe you're, you know, just a, a journeyman. Uh, we get you. You're, you don't have a lot of up and down and turn, but these, oh. you know, these first three or four years, it's very rare for someone after the first four years to take drastic moves. Julius Randle, huge except, exception to that rule this year. But uh, we're looking at the sophomore class, the 2019 rookie class. And looking at these names, there are some very interesting names on here. Yeah, there's some forgot about names already. And there's just a lot of, this is a really yeah. a mixed bag. Kind do you remember of Cam time. Reddish? Well, Cam, Cam Reddish was hurt, right, most of this year. And and uh, <laughs> Cam Reddish, so you know what, what Cam Reddish's uh, claim to fame in the uh, NBA so far probably is? Uh, no. He is the second piece of the Luka Dodgers for Trey Young trade. Oh, really? Yeah, so Dallas, Dallas gave them a, another first-round pick to move up, and the Hawks with that pick at 10th overall in the 2019 NBA draft selected Cam Reddish. So that is, that um, is a fun Cam Reddish fact. Definitely his highlight. Um, Kevin, like uh, it's, it's interesting. Cause like you go through here and like some of these guys had like a couple, like this season, like two, four weeks where you were like, Oh shit. Kevin Porter jr. Oh, uh, Darius Baisley. Is this a guy? Is this a, is this a dude? Uh, Jalen McDaniels. Hey, what are you doing today? What are you doing this week? Every, like, there's a lot of just names that are like, this guy was important for like two weeks on somebody's team. <laughs> yes. Um, anybody, this is a, this is a fun question. I think anybody you're writing off relatively completely um, already only two seasons in, I think all these guys maybe still have a chance to be something. Is there anybody you're going, I am not really at all interested in this person. Um, yes. 100%. Um, a guy that I just got his, um, on NBA 2k, I just got his, uh, card. I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to get a cool card. Now, uh, Casey Opala, Opala, Opala for the Miami Heat who played 2.4 minute or no, 11.6 minutes this year. Somehow I don't even, didn't even know he was a person. Uh, I'm writing him off. I'm sorry, KZ. Your name is KZ. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's a, that's a guy. I- I'll give you that. Um, I'm out. I'm out on that guy. Uh, that's a second round pick, though. Obviously, that's fair. That's uh, fair. Second round picks always very hit and miss, and there's obviously a couple guys in this second round that I think are probably out of the league or on their way out of the league. So yeah, am I am I out on anyone who's like a legit name who went in like the first few rounds or has played extended minutes, um, who have been somewhat interesting? Kind of no, maybe Jordan Poole. I'm not terribly excited about Jordan Poole. I don't think he has uh, anything that I, I don't think he has like a staying power. Um, if he had a lot, he had plenty of opportunity to play in Golden State and didn't. Yeah, and if we're looking at fantasy, obviously, I mean, I think like at best he's a 20 team league guy. You know what I mean? Like, so you don't yeah. want him in any kind of anywhere no. near standard league for sure. Um, a lot of these other guys, though, I mean, like, I still think they have the potential to be something if they get the minutes and the opportunity yeah. and, and that that remains to be seen, right? Like some people never really get that chance. So. Well, you were, you are talking about this before the, before we started a um, lot of OKC, young OKC guys on this list. Uh, Moses Brown, Louis Dort, Darius Baisley, uh, Isaiah Roby, 
all of them who had, uh, I would say, moments throughout the season when you're like, oh, I think I, I didn't, didn't OKC give everyone a moment. They were just like, hey, yeah. tonight is your night, man. Well, Let's there you go. This. <laughs> and that's kind of, I think that's kind of your point. Can we effectively evaluate anyone on OKC? I think that's a very valid question because I don't I don't know. I don't think we can. And and here's why, like you look at a lot of these guys and you look at like their shooting percentages and, and things like that. And they're just bad, like real bad. Um, Bay Baisley shot 36 or 39.6%. Lou Dort shot 38.7% Oof. from the field. Oof. Theo Maldon, who was a rookie. I understand that shot 36.8%. Uh, Pokashevsky, who was also a rookie, shot 34.1%. Forgot like, about Poku. Um, you can't shoot 30% and be in the NBA. So clearly we're asking you to do... Don't tell that to Draymond Green. Well, okay. Maybe you can if you're Draymond <laughs> Green. Um, Olympian Draymond Green, right? Did I see that? He's going to play for the Team USA. So um, That's great. I root for Draymond Green. I, I like. Oh, dude, Draymond Green's gonna be a beast in that. He's gonna be knocking those balls off the rim because you can do that. Oh yeah, Cuba. I forgot you can do the yeah. You can uh, do the all right, it'll be it'll be a fun one. Um, anyways, that's an aside. I, you just can't shoot that poorly and be a regular rotation player. And like guys like Dort and Baisley were obviously asked to do a little too much this season, and so yeah. And yeah, I don't really know how we evaluate them for any kind of fantasy value going forward, and. The Especially because are they are they valuable? Like are 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 they just valuable because of their situation? They have you know OKC has uh, fifteen first round picks for over the next thirty nine thousand years. Uh, uh, it's seventeen by twenty twenty, including the twenty twenty six draft. So twenty twenty one draft to twenty twenty six. So they literally have more picks than they have roster spots. It's absolutely wild. And uh, like and that's just first rounders. That's seventeen first rounders. They have a bunch of second rounders too. Um, yes. So uh, it will be interesting to see how quickly they try to turn this into a team that competes for something, whether that's the playoffs, a title, whatever they have. Shea Gilles Alexander, they's 22 years old. They seem committed to kind of building the team around him. Yeah. He's real. I think SGA is like, I think he's, he's going to be a very good fantasy player. I think he's going to be a for a long time time all-star. Is that? I hope so. No, I don't think that's crazy. I right. hope so. I got um, a lot. Of, I got a lot of invested in uh, SGA. The thing is, how quickly do they try to flip it? Right, like if they get the, the, they could get the Rockets pick only if it falls to fifth. So they could have two picks in the top five potentially in this. And the lottery will determine that, right? They're definitely going to have one because they have their own. Um, and then they would have, have another first round pick too. Um, so they could have three first rounders in this draft. Like, how quickly do they try to use their draft capital to get real players to make this a good team? That's something to be seen. Right now, if you're telling me they're going to run it back with relatively the same roster plus two rookies, I mean, Baisley and Dort are probably guys you want to pick even in a standard league. But if yeah. they're going to run it, if they're going to try to compete, you probably don't want either one of those two players. Well, that's kind of what I wonder is, right, is like Moses Brown – had some great games if they sign a center who can stay on the court does he ever like does he ever really play again same with like same with every single person well, on this roster the, other than here's SGA. the crazy thing about like people like moses brown and he had a minute but then he was like gone. not not playing again then right yeah I'm not completely gone this. right and, and, then the, and like it, it went back and forth between like games like there were games in that late stretch of the season where it's like, okay, you got 19 minutes, then 25, then 27, then 12, right? And then six. Now he had four fouls in six minutes against the Wizards, but That's like, cool. Um, and maybe some of it was foul trouble, right? Like he was just getting in foul trouble, and you know the coach was getting some of it wasn't. 12 minutes, one foul. So yeah. So I think that clearly shows you that maybe he's not something or maybe they're just trying a lot of some things i don't know they really tried to lose hard down the stretch i mean like that's that's just what they did and i mean people could talk a lot about that last game between them and the clippers when i think both teams tried to lose that um yeah so yeah i i'm struggling to evaluate game. any of these players on their team i so let's throw I'm, them out 
let's what is this is a wait and see situation for OK City. We got to see who comes on the roster. We got to see what they do with the picks. We got to see where they even draft. A lot of those guys, I think, um, you're not. I, I'm not putting uh, a ton of stock in any of them. Assuming SGA is healthy, no idea what the roster is, but yeah. you got to decide right now. Where are you looking at SGA in a draft? Oh. Top 20, top 30, top 50, top 70? Just, probably, it doesn't have to be like a specific number, right? Yeah, probably not top um... – he Ooh, finished in 20. per game value, per game value. He finished, ooh, pretty pretty high, pretty high here. Uh, 27th per hashtag basketball really? per game rankings. Yes, he finished 27th. 50% from the field, 80% from the free throw line, 23.7 points, two threes, 4.8 rebounds, 5.9 assists, 0.8 steals, 0.7 blocks. Hmm. You know, that's a little bit better than I thought he did. And I think that's because he was a little bit, he was injured there at the, the last part of the season. The impressive thing, 50% from the field on that team. Yeah, when you don't play after like March uh, 22nd. Weird, weird. He came like, he came back and had like a really nice game. He was injured. He, he sat out a game. He came back, had a really great game, and then never played again. Um Plantar fasciitis is nothing to um, it's it's something it is something to worry about. It's nothing to uh, to hope it just kind of goes away. Just something to worry about. I don't know. I think I think you have to lean towards an early third round for SGA. I'm with you may push him into the second round if they're going for it a little more. Yeah. I think really they shut him down somewhat just because they weren't going for it. And that could happen again if they're not going for it again. Um, what changes the game here for him, I think, is how he kind of started this season where you have multiple games. You're talking nine assists, seven, nine, ten, so like – these games where he's piling on the assist, if he can become a more assist driven player, which with the right supporting cast, you, you could probably talk yourself into that. Um, I'm, I'm, t- I'm way more interested in, in Gilgis Alexander um, than most I would say. And I, I, I and I know we were to go to talk about the sophomores and he is a junior. So, um, but I would say I, um, that there are parts of his game that can continue and improve. And I like, I like that idea. Yeah. I mean, he, he could become a Bradley Beal type. He could become a. Absolutely. He could, he has a very Jimmy Butler S trajectory. I would say. That's fair. Like there's a lot of, a lot of superstar potential. I think there. Definitely. Uh, Let's get back to the sophomores and let's talk about some of the sophomores that uh, I would say uh, you like, and you don't like, and we're gonna have to. <laughs> we're gonna have to bridge the 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 elephant in the room. Uh, that is no that is no slight on the size of this man, uh, who I've seen in person, Tyler Zion Williamson, um, a large individual, a much hyped individual, a fantastic NBA player, and someone who is absolutely a joy to watch when he is in the open court when he's doing really anything it's insane that a man that size can move that fast and that quickly fancy basketball wise though tyler where did he finish um well he finished now it depends on if we're looking at per game or we're looking at uh totals he finished 50th in per game and the stat line is really good and much better, I think, than we thought it was going to yeah. be. Let's give him some credit. I think we kind of really, really uh, took a dump on Zion. Uh, uh, before. Well, I can tell you our predictions, right? So yeah, you, go ahead. D- do you want to see our predictions? So he actually finished better in totals. He finished 40th, mostly because he played 61 games. So I don't think either one of us thought he was going to do. Okay. Um, Stayed healthy. That's good. So. I predicted he would not finish in the top 75. He did finish in the top 75. He gotcha. Um, you predicted that 
John Morant would finish better than Zion Ooh. in totals. I don't believe that happened. That did not happen. In totals, John Morant was the 106th ranked player, and I'm sure we'll talk. We need plenty to talk about him. About Maybe. John Morant. Um, so, yes, he did some things we didn't think he could do, which was increase the scoring, increase the rebounding, found some assists, found some steals, found some blocks. Still not really much offered there, though, in the steals and blocks, and absolutely no three-pointers. Yeah, which was uh, to be expected. Actually, I think actually maybe not to be expected. We were at least maybe he'll hit a three or so, but like we're talking about no three pointers. Yeah. So, and again, it's it's a really he's going to go too high in drafts next year because he was going what? In, I mean, Zion. maybe maybe you can look it up. He was going. I want to say in the top twenty, top thirty in a lot of drafts. God, I don't even remember. Um, I'd have to go find but, it. But yeah, you're absolutely right. He is. Um, was a wild wild like second third round player we kept telling everybody don't not take him in the second round don't even take him in the fifth round um if you would have took him in the fifth round you would have kind of like gotten value there but like you would have paid the correct price i don't think he ever slipped to a fifth round in any any draft that i was in he did not he was a he was mostly a second or third round pick in the drafts i was in yes um He's also a very specific build player. Like if he, he actually was his value would skyrocket if he were going for field goal percentage, points, rebounds, sure. and assists with so nothing he's else. Uh, valuable in very specific head-to-head leagues. Yes, where you're trying to make this very specific build, like Zion could be a top ten person in your build yeah. because he's really good in those couple categories. You could 100% build around him um, um, because, but that would mean he's slipping into like the third and fourth rounds, which I highly doubt he's going to and he would be like the seventh ranked player. If all you cared about was like field goal points, total rebounds, steals, blocks, and turnovers. Right. And, and here's the other thing, like the turnovers might go up because we saw some point Zion. Now, obviously Stan Van's out as the Pelicans coach. So they're going to have a different coach in there. Will they embrace the point Zion? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if that's going to happen or not. I was impressed with the scoring. I'm impressed with the scoring. I'm impressed with the, um, the, the rebounding. I'm impressed with the just overall play. I thought he played well, but yeah. the, the problem is like, how much better can it get? Like, can he take the Julius Randall? Go. I'm going to go to from three assists to six assists. Can he get you 10 rebounds a game? Can he up it to 30 points? I mean, he can't shoot any better from the field, right? Mm, like, yeah, I highly doubt it. Right? He's like, going to start taking more threes at some point, and that number is going to go down a bit. And the free throws, like, I don't think he's fixing that. Um, I mean, Blake got better. It, it's not out of the, he the did realm get better. of better. I mean, like, he was 5% better this year than he was last year. Not out of the realm of, 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 of possibilities. I think he's too young to make that determination. But it's not good. It's not going to be elite. It's right. going to be a detriment to your And your, it's going to be category. on high volume, too. Yeah, so, it's going to be huge volume. It's going to be a detriment to your category, but it might not be like, you know, Andre Drummond level detriment. Yeah. Oh, it's, I don't I think it's going to be that bad for sure. So, I mean, I just. I, so, yeah. What's going to happen here, right? Does yeah, he like, okay, does he it, get better at blocking shots? Does he get better at stealing? It's my favorite, my favorite draft, the Mike only draft. Yeah. Right. Where do you take Zion? Like, like, where are you? Like, even head to head, head to head. Let's say it's head to head. Let's say it's eight cat, nine cat, maybe both. I don't know. Just whatever. Um, you know, if you, you can't just always go by rankings. You can't just go by like, well, who's the 55th player? You're taking 55th. Um, I do feel like in a, as long as I'm not punting these categories already after my first like three rounds, He's pretty valuable when it comes to like he he could score thirty points a game. It's it's in within the realm of possibility. His field goal is um, also very elite, and he's not the like he's not really like doing anything that I you can't like make up for. The three pointers are really bad, and that's a really big red flag for me in my types of builds. I would say I would probably take him in the in the fourth round. Fair. I, I, the fourth round. I'm thinking the same thing, right? Like about 40. Like about yeah. 40 is, is where I'm going to start looking at him. Yeah. That, that assumes, That's late right? third round. Because he, because he finished fifth, 
that assumes, right? Or he finished 50th. That assumes he's going to be a little bit better next year. I don't think we can assume he's going to be healthier next year. Played 61 out of 72 games. That's a very good point. And I, he's been hurt a frequent amount. I don't want to throw out the fact that he's now just going to play a ton of games all the time. Um, I'm still a little bit worried about the injuries, and that also is going to maybe knock his stock in my book a little bit. But yeah. around 40 is where I'm looking at him. I'm not looking at him any higher than that. Like in the third round, I don't want him. He plays so violently, you know what I mean? And that really does where Derek Rose played very violently the way he moved, you know what I mean? Like it was right. um, um, and he's in Zion's already got a history of, uh, of injury. So um, I would, what I would do if I was, a, if I was in a dynasty league and I had Zion Williams and I was like, hell yeah, baby. Like I got this guy. He's so super popular. I would probably, wait until he has this like an absurd like an absolutely absurd stretch and then i would move him for like a like a first or second round player i don't think you gotta wait you, you're you might be right i think he I'm had i think if he you had a good enough the right, year if you're in the right sh- league if you're in the right league and that team is rebuilding you probably don't have to wait well, and he um, had a good enough year where he showed enough growth in a lot of areas yeah. that you could probably play that off. Like, look, this guy is going to be a monster in two or three years. He's going to be one of the top five players, right? I, now, I'm not, I don't think this. I'm just telling you the narrative I'd be pushing, yeah, of right? Course. So give me this, you know, first round guy. He's already now. an all star. Right. And you could probably fleece somebody pretty bad. 100%. I'm talking about like Carl Anthony Towns level. Dude, you might be able to get someone like, let's look at this. Let's look at this first round. Um, you might be able to get someone like mm, someone's a little older, maybe a Towns, yeah. maybe a Tatum, Anthony maybe Davis, maybe, yeah, maybe an Anthony Davis. Well, he's right? getting old. He's getting old. He's getting injuries. He's got a lot of injuries. He's getting old. Right. Maybe a Giannis. You could literally just and look. You might be able to get one of those players and somebody else. Like, look, I'm giving you this guy who could be the best player in fantasy in a couple years. Give me your hundredth ranked player. You're not trying to compete, right? Give yeah. me a give me a Jared Allen. Give me a Nurkic. Give me a along with Steph Curry. Right. Yeah, that's what I mean. Give me a a superstar. In- give me a give me a Kawhi Leonard. Give me a Damian Lillard, and give me that. And I would say, I mean, and the reason we're so, I think, adamant about this is because this ceiling, I mean, isn't much higher. The, 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 the things that are glaring holes in his game will always be glaring holes. And in order to be a top-tier player, in order to be even considered in the second round, you cannot really have those types of holes in your game, let alone multiple holes in your game. So, you know... Depending on your build, head-to-head, he can be very valuable, right? But I think he is going to be the quintessential overvalued player, the overhyped player, and he will be for years. Um, make your money. Get get get, uh, get paid off of Zion Williamson. He's never going to be younger. Let's put it that way. That's very true. He's never going to be he- uh, healthier. Maybe. I don't know. Hopefully he's healthier. I hope he's uh, a bastion of health. Uh, let's talk about the other like main – uh, fantasy uh, standard league player um, in this list. Michael Porter Jr. had himself a year. and Also another injury risk. Yeah, I mean, Michael Porter Jr. What? what a great year for Michael Porter Jr. Oh. And I think I don't think we were like... Why are we talking... Wait, Michael Porter Jr. is not even in this class, is yes, he? Yes, he is. Yeah. You're in the wrong class, man. Michael oh, Porter no. Jr. is in the 2018 class because he was in the same year as Luca. You're right. All right. That's on me, everybody. He just, I think he was considered because he was He's out cons- that first year. The first year doesn't count. I always do this. This is my, this is what I like to do. All right. Let's not talk well, about let's, no, let's just talk about him because he won't peak show up in the junior one because you'll do the same thing. Yeah, you're so right. So let's just talk about Michael Porter Jr. Let's, let's, let's get it out of the way. Um, all right. What was the question? Was there a question? There wasn't a question other than he's an injury risk and he had himself an absolute hell of a year in Denver. Yeah. And could be a bigger season next year as the going in there is probably the number two guy. Right. Cause I don't think Murray's going to play much if at all in the regular season. So 
Michael Porter Jr. is going to have a lot of uh, leeway to shoot, score, rebound. Um, he needs to improve his defense still, but the fantasy numbers are good, man. <laughs> They're real good. And I think the free throws could even be better. Like he shot 79.1%, but I think he's going to be over 80 for his career. So, you know, there's there's even some ways that you could see him, you know, getting 20 points a game and, and yeah, let's... doing just a little bit more everywhere. I mean, he finished 41st. Um, in per game rankings in eight cat leagues, I think you could see now the question is, can he shoot 54% again? I'm not sure about that, but I think you could see more threes, more points, maybe even a few more rebounds. Can he get a few assists to not kill you in that category? That's a question. Um, well, that's a huge, I mean, to me, that's a big hole is that that assist, that assist number is so low that um, without, without really, any significant improvement there the, you're looking at someone who is um, probably going to be maxing out here. Like you sure you can get some more scoring, but like the difference between 18 and 22 points, isn't really like that big of a deal, but the difference between 1.2 assists and 4.5 assists is, is huge. Oh yeah. 100%. And it didn't get better, which that's like, not like we mentioned that Jamal Murray went out and he didn't, he, he didn't, he didn't have to get better though. He's got Jokic. You got, he's got Jamal uh, pounding the ball. He's got Jokic. He doesn't really have to do any of that facilitation. Right. In the 22 games since Jamal Murray's ACL injury, he averaged 1.4 assists per game. So I would not expect any assists next year. Yeah. Like, I think I'm with you there. It would be nice to see him get to the line more and you would hope somebody is in his ear talking that game saying, Hey, my guy, you're a scorer. You got to get to the line more. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. He's not a, how do I want to say this? He's not a, like a draw foul guy. He just doesn't do, he doesn't get a lot of. It's early in his career though. I think that's something he can learn. Be Get on a team with Jimmy Butler or Chris Paul. He'll learn it in about a half, a, half a week. Fair. I mean, he shot 22.6% of his shots um, at the rim which isn't, isn't awful. Right. So, I mean, you think he would be able to draw more fouls if he really started trying to. Yeah. I, I think this is a skill he can learn. Uh, I love this guy. Where Tyler are you in the Tyler only draft? Um, especially with a guy who's like, I don't know, flirting with a one, one and um, three, three pointers a game. Um, where, where, where are you taking this guy? Because like things have to okay. like really align pretty perfectly to deal with. So we talked um, about this and this, this could, that's what I mean. This could happen again, right? That all the assist guys pretty much went in those first three rounds. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to take Michael Porter Jr. In those first three rounds, you're not picking up any assists. You may be in the punt assist thing, unless you're going to get like the two absolute best guys. You're going to get Trey Young and Luca in the first two rounds, and then you're going to get Michael Porter Jr. Like, so that's yeah. a worry. In a weird way, he's like Zion's like more valuable than his overall ranking kind of gives him credit for, while Michael Porter Jr. is probably a little less valuable than his overall ranking gives him credit for. Right. So, but again, like. I'm thinking about Michael Porter Jr. probably in that 40 to 50 range again. You, it comes up Zion or Michael Porter Jr. Who are you taking? Whew, good question. Good question. Good question. Both injury risks. Hmm. In the in the me only draft? Yeah. I'm probably taking Zion just because he's going to offer you something in assists. And I feel like I can make up the threes easier than I can make up the assists. You certainly can. And you know me and, and percentages, like I, I don't know, often bank on percentages, especially in head-to-head leagues because percentages are pretty variable and it's just not my style to, to worry too much about percentages. So I'm going to concentrate on the things I think I can predict fairly relatively well. And so I think I'm going to go um, for Zion over Michael Porter. That's, that's perfectly fair. Let's look at the rest of this bunch. Let's grab a handful of people out of this bunch um i think we do have to talk about the guys who um are you know standard league relevant uh for sure and there's quite a few of them that are my favorite one of this group actually is rj barrett i don't know if that's a surprise to you tyler that is a bit of a surprise to me um i really enjoyed um 
how well I think, you know, from, from watching the games, how well RJ Barrett seems to be picking up um, like NBA level basketball. Like he visibly got better as the season went on. And he's already got like a very, very good skill. Like he already can score the ball. He took an impressive leap in both his field goal, three point, and free throw. Yes, he, he did. took an impressive efficiency jump this yeah. this year. Yes, he and, did. I like that trajectory. That right. very it reminds me of a lot of those younger guys that we used to talk about, the Bradley Beals, where we go, man, I don't know, this guy just doesn't have it here and there and here and there. If you could just improve here, there, there, this guy improved here, there, there. Next year, if he improves here, there, and there, and the year for that, and the year for that, he is only 21 years old. Yeah, right, and just turned 21 uh, a couple yeah. of days ago. So he Happy is... birthday, RJ Barrett. Shout out to you. Uh, so he's going to DMs. All right, he's going to be 21 for the entirety of next season because um, they're going back to the normal calendar. So the, the, he'll be turning 22 about when the finals are happening uh, next year. I like the way he looks, man. I just like the way he looks. I think the Steelers can get up over one. He's already getting point, almost like point three blocks for just a random um, guard. I it, like that. Is there a worry that he go? He gets drafted? We're just talking next year league, not any kind of dynasty or anything. Um, he goes above his value because, like this year, he finished 149th in per game value. Not great. No, not great. And he's on the Knicks, and he's a you know a guy that some people are going to tout as a breakout, right? Like, oh, he's going to be even better. Yeah. Which he, he he will be right if he's getting picked like 75th. Like, can he yeah. make the jump from 150 to 75? Can he make that jump next year? Maybe. I wouldn't say do, not. Do you probably. want to bank on it? That's the question, though. Do, do you I want to put all of his – I never want to put all of my value into any of my picks. So the answer is no. I'm thinking long-term, I like R.J. Barrett quite a bit, um, in a, in a, particularly in a dynasty league. I think he has a nice future. I think he can improve in all those aspects of his game. I've seen nights where he's had like eight, nine assists. You know what I mean? Like it, it just feels – something about the way he plays, the way I see him play, and the way – his um, are, he's already progressing um, rings some sort of uh, some sort of bell in my head of, you know, uh, guards of the past, like guard forward, weird combo guards of the past um, being a name recognized Nick player and being someone who had, you know, pretty nice into the year into the playoffs. Um, if he's going in the top 100, even for next season, uh, it's, you know, that 80 to 100 range, maybe, but uh, uh, 75 is too high for me. Yeah, and that's kind of where I'm at, too, is like, I think there could be some value there, and there also could be no value at all there. You could be looking at that for next year's drafts going. But I don't think you're going to be like, oh, man, this guy's a bust. I have to drop him. No, I think you're just no, paying, no. You're paying yeah, the price you're... for RJ Barrett. Right, which I don't want to really do for anyone. Nah, I don't if I was in a deeper league, maybe. Okay, fair, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's fine. If you're in a deeper league, sure. Why not? Yeah. Who who stands out on this list? I Actually, there's a couple guys on here I, I really, really like. I think we do have to talk about Ja, but let's let's save him for the end. Um, guy that took the big leap that I liked, Cleveland Cavaliers point guard Darius Ooh, Garland. That, I, see, that was the other guy. That's the other guy I like. I like him a lot. The assists are very and, nice. And you know, this was a guy I was touting coming out of this draft. And then yes, his sir. rookie year did not look great. And I was oh. skeptical on my own self. And yeah, I you're sh- like, what have I done? Right. And then, you know, it was one of those situations where it was just a bad rookie year. He didn't play a lot in college. He got hurt. Only played like five games, I think, in his one college season. So I think the adjustment was a bit harder because he kind of had to make it all the way from high school to the NBA. Um, it took a year. He looked really good this year. I thought 45% from the field, 84% free throws, two, three pointers a game, 17.4 points, 6.1 assists, 2.4 rebounds, 1.2 steals. Took a big leap. Really like him going forward. Think he's a guy who could work his way into the top 50. Um, by the time, obviously, he gets into his prime. 
Absolutely. I'm much more excited for next next year for Darius than I am RJ Barrett. Finished uh, 85th this year in per game rankings. That's pretty uh, pretty good. Pretty pretty good. Oh, I, I forgot to do my little uh my little bit that I had on you, Tyler. Um the You're gonna do a bit on me? Yeah, I was gonna, gonna do a like, bit. Mock me or no, 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 no. Um, um, no, that's not what a bit is. Um, let's finish Darius here. Um, there's some things here. Here's 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 a line that I like. This is the line I like. I'm I'm looking for the game that I remember being like, oh shit, this is the guy. Um, here it is. I think this is it. Yeah. Um. Thirty-seven, seven assists. That was the game I was like, oh, this guy just dropped 37 in a game with seven assists. Every single top player in the league in their first one to three years have had, will have multiple holy fucking shit games. To me, 30, dropping almost 40 points with seven assists in a game is kind of a holy shit game for a second year player. I'm with you there. Yeah, there's multiple games where he's had more than 10 assists last season. Yeah, and, and we're getting to the point now where some of these point guards that we've counted on forever are just, you know, getting up there in age. And so the question becomes, old. right, like, are you – I like next year, Darius Garland is going to be an important point guard for a lot of people. And I'm not scared to take him in the top 75. Like, I'm just not. I think he's going to be good. I think he's going to get better. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, I, I definitely like Darius in the top 75, for sure. Um, he will be 100% on, I hope, my sleeper list, because often these sleeper lists just become guys who everyone's talking about lists. Um, so um, big fan well, and, of Darius Garland. I hope that cle- end-of-the-year ranking kind of like, you know, I hope people kind of like ig- ignore – uh, they, well, that, the, the good news there is we got the Cleveland factor, right? We're like, yeah, exactly. Cle- He's like, it's like yeah. the anti Knicks, <laughs> right? Like they're not going to be like, oh man, I'm going to get the Cleveland point guard, right? Like, everyone's going to be like, oh, who's this Darius Garland fella? And I'm going to be like, oh, I'll have that Darius Garland fella. Yeah. Um, this is what I wanted. To, I wanted to run some numbers by you when we were talking about Zion this, this season. Zion, 27, seven rebounds, three. Point seven assists, almost a steal, a little over half a block, 61%. I wanted to run uh, a stat line by you, and I wanted to see if you can guess this NBA player of the past. Oh, Lord. Who sounds very familiar to Zion. Here we go. 20 points per game, a little less. 12 rebounds, a little more. 2.2 assists, 0.8, almost 1. Steal a game. Zero, one, oh, no, 0. 0.4 blocks. Mm, kind of disappointing blocks there. Um, and, oh, shit. I'm, I'm actually pretty impressed. 0. 0.6 three-pointers a game. Shooting. Is this, is this Zach Randolph? Wow. I'm, I'm really impressed, Tyler. This is Zach the Zach Daddy Randolph. And a very fine uh, 28-year-old 2009 to, to 2010 season where he was an all-star. Shout out to Zach Randolph. Zach Randolph, fancy-wise, always hanging around that 90-100 spot every single year. And that was before threes really mattered. Having zero, like having zero threes is real detrimental. Yeah, he pushed his way up there a little bit. I'd have to look this up. Um, but I think he pushed his way up there in the top 50 a couple of those years. Yeah, there was a couple of years. And, but yeah, you mentioned it too. I think the three-pointers, the three-pointers just were not at the rate. I mean, like the three-point record for, you know, number in the league gets set every single year now. Um, they just weren't up there. So he was not. Um, what year was that that you were discussing? Because he was actually pretty high in a couple of these years. His 28, the year he was 28, 2010. Yeah. He was 31st. All right. That was the year I was describing. That's a pretty good year. So right. you're talking about Zion maybe being a, a, actually kind of a, a little bit better than that. If you look uh, per game, so that was all per game stuff I'm looking at. That is per, uh, per game. 
he was an eight cat starting with the year that he broke out 2004. He was 42nd, 70th, 114th, 44th, 78th, 55th, mm-hmm. 31st, 35th. Okay. And then he started dropping off there when he hit 30. When he was hanging around. At right. 70 and then that's miles. when he was hanging around right around the hundreds for oh, pretty yeah. much every year. Um, oh, yeah. yeah so, so that's what I mean. Like, so if that's Holes if, in your game will kill you. Well, and that's if, if that's Zion's trajectory, right? He topped out at 31. And I would argue if Zion can put up the same numbers, he can put up relatively speaking, right? He's going to yeah. be worse because the no threes are going to hurt you worse because there's more threes. And probably a lot of, yeah, exactly. There's a lot of threes to that, you know, the lack of that hurts you even worse. And on top of that, a lot of people kind of remember Zach Randolph as this plodding, lumbering, uh, big dude in Memphis. Zach Randolph was pretty damn athletic in, in his younger day. He was no Zion. Zion's an absolute monster freak of athleticism. But if that athleticism starts to go, so does the rest of his game. Yeah. All right, let's talk more about these sophomores. We got a few more I think we should definitely talk about. So let's go a little bit of a lightning round. Let's just talk about how we feel about them next year, how we feel about them in the long term. Uh, I'm going to go PJ Washington. I like PJ. Me too. I'm a, I'm a fan yeah. of his game. Yeah. One, one, uh, and one guy. 78th in total or in per game value this year. Wow. Nice. Um, yeah. I mean, the percentages aren't great, but everywhere else, he's just like, either good or just all right. PJ Washington's got that staying power. He's got that. I'm going to be around in the league for about 12 years doing the exact same thing, scoring 13 points, shooting from the corner, playing some decent defense. He, he just feels like someone who's going to be okay to good for a while. And he's hanging a guy, around that 70 mark. He's the kind of guy I take in the draft because a lot of times he slips below that hundred mark. No one's going to be looking for PJ Washington. And he, year. he's not going to be fantastic, but he's no. going to be like the 75th best player. And I'm going to pick him at like 100, and I'm going to have the 75th best player, and you're not. If and you're if the, picking anyone after 100 who's getting you over a block and over a steal and two three-pointers a game, that's a pretty good look for you. All right. And, and he's just kind of one of those guys. Like you mentioned it. He plays for Charlotte. He's not going to be sexy. Yeah, it's a guy I could see having on my team for a long time. All right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think he's going to have a lot of standard league staying power probably throughout his career. Uh, another guy that we you liked rookie his rookie year, Brandon Clark, kind of a, a multi-tool guy. Looks, but uh, turns out PJ Washington's the multi-tool guy. Yeah, Clark just didn't play that many minutes this year, and there were some injuries that cost him games. And yeah. he finished 141st in per game value. Man, Clark, he just he needs to do a little bit more. And really, what he needs to do is just get a little bit more minutes, and that may not be available. At, like. Um, in Memphis, right? Like Jaron Jackson Jr. is probably going to play more next year, not less. Yep. Um, Dylan Brooks has turned himself into a really good defender. Yeah. Um, and so I think Dylan he's gonna, good. That's what I mean. He's going to be playing big minutes. And so like, I just don't know that there's really going to be a huge opportunity for Clark, which is disappointing because I think Clark would be a good player given a pretty big opportunity. And I just, I don't know that he's going to get that. Yeah. Um, that's going to be his biggest hindrance. But if he was like playing like 34 minutes a game, this is a, this is a guy who could be a pretty, really, th- like a very uh, well, good standard if, league player. If him and PJ Washington were playing the same minutes, who would you rather have? Because I think I'd rather have Clark. Yeah, probably Clark. I mean, right. he's he's doing the, the one-on-one thing in, 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 in 24 minutes. Yeah. And the other guy's doing it in 31. So yeah, if, you don't, if you don't care about that lack of threes, um, yeah. I think I would probably go Clark. Uh, let's talk about a couple of bull, uh, one bull and one former bull. Uh, Kobe White, not a point guard, huh? No, nah, not a point guard. Five, and, five, oh, four point eight assists a game though. And we, I, think, I think you and I talked about this when he came out of the draft, didn't we? That I wasn't sure he was really a point guard, and the yeah. Bulls kept selling him as a point guard, and I'm like, and I, I wasn't sure he was a point guard either. But I was like, we might as well see what he's got in. At, at at four point eight assists per game, not a point guard, but not not a point guard. You know, not like a worthless like one point two assists per game. No, fine. I mean, but not. So a facility, here's not what's a crazy. Here's what's crazy about four point eight assists a game. That is a positive value in fantasy now. Yes, sir. Right, and 
and by a decent little bit, right? Like if you look at basketball reference, his um, assists are 0.61. 0.61 to the mm. positive as far as like oh. Z-score value. Very nice. Right? So, okay. um, wait, 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 wait. Oh, I lied. It's 0.52. I'm sorry. I was looking at the wrong thing. That's still good. Right. But like, over, so like, yeah. And, and that's what we talk about. Like the assists are just drying up, especially like in a standard league. And so Kobe White gives you a, a good amount. Yeah. Um, good amount for someone who is probably no one's really excited about. No, I know he's on, you know, big name team or whatever, but like Chicago fans aren't terribly excited about Kobe White anymore. He could, he could, he's, he, he could be best case scenario, Lou Williams. Yeah. There's just no defensive stats and there's going to be a None. bad free throw percentage. And so like, he's already kind of hindering you in three categories. The rebounds aren't great. Well, his free so. throws are all right, but his field goal. Yeah. I think he was in- well, his free throw, but there's no volume. There's no volume. Yeah. Two was two. Two free throws a game is 90%. That's fantastic. But he's not really helping you in that category either because he's not shooting any. Um, don't hate Kobe White, though. If Kobe White is going to play 31 minutes again, I would not hate him as my last pick. No, I would not certainly not hate him on a, a 12 team in a 12 team league. Right. Hanging around as one of my old, late bench players who gets 31 minutes a game. Um, right before we talk about John Moran, I did want to make sure we, uh, what do you think about Danny, Danny Gafford? He had a really nice little stint there at the end, uh, with Washington. Uh, his stint with Washington impressed me. The question for me will be He's how many, how many minutes, um, will they be willing to commit to him? Um, I think there were some foul issues that kind of kept his minutes down. Yeah. He was always in uh, foul trouble in Chicago as well, but I will say, I think Danny Gaffers, if he can figure that out, which is, takes a actually some people never figure it out, right? Um, I, I I did see him play against um, Milwaukee uh, early, very early in his career, and um, he deed up Giannis not terribly. You know what I mean? Like I was like, holy shit, this this kid isn't that bad. I think I think Gaffers got some um, legs in the league. It's just that is are those starting legs? That yeah, 100% factually correct. Um, Fred Katz on the athletic did a, a good uh, he did like a kind of mailbag type article and he talked about this about who was going to be the starting center for Washington and he gave a lot of love to Gafford. Um, I'm sure he Gafford's fun, know. he's athletic, he's got a lot of bounce in him. I think he's a, he's a fun player to like watch and root for. Uh, you know, can he stay I, on the court? Well, that's the question. I think his minutes are probably capped at around 28 just because he's going to foul so much that he can't play any more than that. Um, yeah. At least at this point in his career, and so it, it becomes harder to love him in fantasy because he just can't play a ton of minutes. Yeah, down the stretch though, those oh, are some fun- uh, and, some, very, some very nice. And oh. another stat that's disappearing that's, is blocks. Right, yes, Blo- blocks are are leaving, and he got almost two blocks a game. Yep, and all he does is dunk the ball, but he's getting about twelve points off those dunks. He's getting uh, almost a steal a game too, along with over with, with over two blocks down the, those last few weeks. So, uh, Danny Gafford, a guy, at least a, a guy to watch, a guy to maybe snake if people aren't paying attention. Um, I think enough people saw him uh, play some good games uh, with Westbrook there uh, in the in the plan, and so um, I think he, he the cat might be out of the bag there, but uh, maybe not. Maybe the people in your uh, in your league don't pay attention. Uh, we got to talk about John Moran. I, I think there's obvious, there's some, actually there's quite a few names on here that are, are like, you know, I, we could talk about forever. Oh, well, there's one guy we got to talk about before right. we talk about John Moran. That's Let's Tyler Hero, the most overdrafted player in fantasy this year. Question mark. I was going to say, I, I, we don't have to talk about Tyler Hero, but yeah, yeah um, Ryu Hachimura finished uh, ahead of him in, in, in the rankings here. And uh, right now, Hachimura doesn't do anything. Well, and I think you and I were both saying, like, what? Why are people on Tyler Hero? Like, what? Because he played in the finals. Um. So, so yeah. uh, Going back to that, don't draft Tyler Hero next year because Tyler Hero can score and hit threes, but doesn't do anything else. He's not gonna do anything else nothing else you know who can score even his, hit threes? Like, you know who can score hit threes kobe white 
Well, and, and he, he only scored in 30 minutes, 15 points and he only had two threes. So like, even that wasn't that good. So don't draft Tyler hero. Let's be don't a PSA. PSA. Don't draft Tyler hero. Don't do it. Don't do it. Let's talk about the man, the myth, the legend, John Morant, a very fun player to watch in real life. Fancy basketball wise, probably the most, the lowest ranked, most owned player in the league. So was it how how are you viewing this year for John Morant? Step forward, step back, no no step at all, sidestep. Uh, I think he, well, I think he got better as an NBA player overall. I think he got better. He, this is his game. This is um he obviously played more minutes, but like this is who John Morant is going to be. It is effective uh in 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 winning games this is who john moran is if this is who john moran is you're looking at a guy who is going to kill you in turnovers in free throws with your guard and if you're making a build uh, an anti-free throw build he's great you could slide him right in with your bad uh, free throw shooting Zion in the in the third round and who whatever center you want to take in the first round. So he's very I think he's valuable in certain is it builds. weird? Is it weird that this whole class is like the guys who are good in some categories but kill you in others? Like it's it's ki- weird that there's this many good players in this class. He kills you in like four categories. Yeah. Like kills you. Yeah like he's bad field goal he's bad free throw he's bad threes and he's bad blocks but i mean we expected him to be bad blocks. 1.33 is a real killer well and he shot 30 percent. like they're just not like he took more and he missed more mm-hmm. <laughs> basically like yeah just he's a he's a guard he's getting less than a steal he, a game he finished 118th <clears throat> in per game value i believe it yeah yeah, and but he also had a night where he dropped forty-seven points. You know what I mean? Like he he's had twenty-seven, seven, and eleven. He beat like Steph doubles, Curry. You know what I mean, he beat Steph Curry in yes. the play-in game. Yes. Like let's not forget that. The guy John is Morant a, is an outstanding NBA yeah, player. He's a he's a killer. But here's a couple of point guards that finished ahead of him this year: That's Kobe right. White, who we just talked about. There you go. Ricky Rubio playing twenty-six minutes a game. Shout out Ricky Rubio. Derek Rose playing 25 minutes a game. Shout out D Rose. Jordan Clarkson playing 26 minutes a game. Shout out D Rose. Derek White playing 29 minutes a game. Okay. I like Derek White. Dennis Schroeder. John don't like, Wall. Don't like Derek uh, Dennis Schroeder. Don't like him. You know what I mean? Like there was a lot of and that's that's just the ones that were ranked below 95. But this maybe this goes back to what we we're talking about. The rankings look bad. 27 and a half assists, four rebounds from your guard. There's a place for him in a, in a, in a standard league. The oh. rankings are bad, but the, 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 his, his, his draft value is a little bit higher. If you're building, you're rounding out a team, but, but it, it's still probably not good. Like, he's around, probably- he's a round outer. You know what I mean? He's not a, he's not a building block. He's rounding out your team. But, but again, isn't the name value going to, this is it's the Zion problem. Yes. The name is going to be worth more than the, the the numbers. A lot more every year too, as he gets better too. What 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 can he possibly improve on to make? Well, I mean, he could get better he scoring. Could, he, he could do the Luca and go from thirty percent from three to thirty-seven. Sure. Now he's not the shooter Luca is, and a lot of Luca's three-point percentage woes were just shot selection issues, not ability to make them um i don't know that that's the case for john moran well let's say his shooting is better his scoring goes up he hits more threes still what what's this guy ceiling shooting um you know 73 percent at volume well, I mean, from the he, line with, he shot with less than a steal and no blocks he shot 77 the year before so there's potential there that it could be like get it up to 80 right do you think he'll ever finish a, a a season in the top fifty? Yes. Really? I mean, this is a twenty-one-year-old guy. 
right? So if you think he's going to get better for the next five years, then probably. Because don't you see at some point him averaging like 25, 26 a game? Certainly. Maybe upping it to like eight, eight and a half assists, which is going to be that will that will help a lot with the ranking, right? And then if he can just get it up to like four, four point five rebounds, he has a year. I think that's very doable. I think five rebounds is very doable. That's what I mean. He he has a year where he lucks into like one point two, one point three steals. Because yeah, we 4. see that with, five, maybe right, even we see that with everybody, right? Like happens that, all the time right, where they like just fall into a couple extra steals. Yeah. And so, and I think the three pointers are eventually going to improve some, right? Okay. And the field goal percentage probably improves some just because he gets more efficient. He gets better. He team around him gets better. Do you, I mean, do you think like, what, what, I mean, I don't think he has, do you think like, you'll ever get value when you draft him though? Oh, now that's a different question. Um, there could be like the crazy year where he comes off an injury or something, probably. But I would, I would, I would say if you gun to my head right now, no. Yeah, and it's rough because you're, you're talking about your point guard, right? You're talking about, and I guess if you're building, uh, we have much more. Here's the other ma- thing. maybe that's an archaic way of looking at things because we have centers who are getting ten assists a game, and we, you know. Um, we have point guards who shoot 73% from the line. Like maybe it's archaic to expect well, certain you, things out of these players. You and I have talked about this, that a league with no positions might be, might be fun now, right? Like just have no positions, just everyone, yeah. just there's 10 starters. I think we, uh, Alex, uh, Reclean, uh, a friend of the pod, Alex Reclean, I believe he, tr- we tried that and it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. Yeah, because I mean, there's just so many guys that do not, you know, there's not the traditional center and the traditional power forward and the traditional small forward and the traditional shooting guard and the traditional no. point guard anymore. There's a there's point guards that do old center stuff and there's centers that do old point guard stuff yeah, and, and yeah. any West mix Rumble of that in between. Rebounds a game, you know, what I mean, like yeah, like it just it doesn't matter anymore, right? So since it doesn't matter anymore, there is a place obviously for drummer in a standard league. Well, but here's the other thing I'll say about that. You asked me, would he be top 50 at some point? Yes. But is the question, is he going to be top 30? I'd argue no, the answer I would, is no. I would say absolutely not. Right. Like, I, I'm not even sure about top 50. I think he sneaks in the top 50 just because I think there's a point where he gets like two threes a game and he's passable in that. Even so, I think it's, you know, the, if the free throws don't improve, the turnovers are, get worse. They're still well, and, a pretty, pretty detrimental. Like it's, it's just because they're so bad. Right. And, and I guess the, the turnovers could, could drop some, right. And, and just putting another ball handler on the team might help with that too. Yeah, that's true. That might help. Um, it, I mean, obviously John Morant as an NBA player has an incredibly promising future. So he'll get every opportunity to improve his game uh, moving forward. But Man, it's just like that ceiling is I, – I don't love it. I don't love that f- from a fancy perspective. I don't love it. And especially from a Roto guy, I don't love it. One guy in this class with minimal fantasy value that you're banking on being somewhat oh. decent, uh, a standard league player in the next three years. Standard league player in the next three years. Hmm. Um – that's not even like remotely or just like, you know. Uh, had to finish outside the top 200 this year. How's that? Okay. That fair? Yeah, I think that's fair. I'm like, oh, I mean, something, I really like some of these guys. Uh, Louis Dort. Did he finish outside the top 200? Really? I think he did. I think he did. 226 in per game value. I'm with you there. I, I do like Dort. I actually figured he finished just inside the top 200. So uh, that was not a name I was thinking. Just right outside. On a, got you on a technicality. Um, what about so you? My guy. Do you want to get Not Cam Reddish. <laughs> not Cam Reddish. Do you yeah. want to guess? Do you want to guess who my guy is? I think you might be able to get this. Uh, Sioku Dumbaya. Dumboyo. No. No, 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 no. A guy I like in this. Um, Taco Fall. Uh, Jackson Hayes. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
backup center played like 16 minutes a game. Just like a little bit of the stuff he could do. Think he could get yes, you some sir. decent rebounds, decent points, kind of sneak in there, be a standard league guy. Just needs to get a few more minutes, and he just hasn't gotten that opportunity yet. But I think eventually he will, and I think it'll be pretty good. Uh, Nikhil yeah, keep an eye, Walker. Keep an eye on Jackson Hayes for sure. For the Pelicans is another guy uh, who could also do the same kind of thing, right? Like, there's no way he finished in the top 100. He finished uh, – he did. He finished 193. Ooh, but gotcha. But – it was mostly on getting a steal a game in 22 minutes. He's another guy though, that like just does a little bit here and there that could easily, if he can get it up to like 30, 32 minutes a game, be a yep. top 100 player. So, and, and let's go back to my kind of like rule of thumb, these young guys who have potential, who have potential to make it into the fan, you know, your, your standard league fantasy, they have to have kind of like a wow game. Um, you talk about Jackson Hayes, 18 and eight with six blocks. Well, for the, his position, yeah, that's a wow. That's a wow game. Let's talk about Alexander Walker. Oh, a couple wow games in here. Uh, 31, 8, and 3 with a block and a steal. Thirty point, Another 30-point game, five rebounds, four assists, three steals, and a block, four three-pointers. Those are some eyebrow-raising games. Some very nice lines, things that can be reproduced um potentially in the future uh alexander walker is well he's almost 23 he's a little older but still very young yeah and i mean i think some of it is just like earning the trust and earning the minutes and, and that's that's sometimes hard to do and, and a lot of it depends on who's coaching and how anti-young player they are and all that <laughs> <laughs> it um, certainly does we know we've been through that uh ordeal before and hopefully we don't have to go through that ordeal again but i'm sure i'm sure we will i think that's it for the sophomores tyler uh tyler where clippers people... held on and won that game for the record there you go up three two a double quiet. double a double upset night it took the calf off one of the craziest days uh, in the nba I took a I took some uh, my uh, some betting off. I, I took my betting off today, and that was a bad choice. Um, yeah, wild day, wild podcast. Nice and long for all you uh, crazy fancy heads out there who want to dive deep into those sophomores. When we come back, it will be one of my favorite classes in recent memory. This junior oh. class, which is just ripe with a lot of really fun players. A lot of talent in that class for sure. Tyler, where can people find you on Twitter? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Tyler P. Watts. You can find me at Watch the Boxes. If you uh, watch the boxes, watch the, yeah, there it is. At Watch the Boxes. Rate, review us. You know the drill. Tell other people. Subscribe. Follow us on Twitter. Check out the Twitch, twitch.tv slash watching the boxes. Check out the Patreon, patreon.com slash watching the boxes. If you want to hear something, hit us up on Twitter. We will align the show to you the listener thank you so much for sticking with us throughout this crazy season and enjoy continue to enjoy those nba playoffs we'll see you soon take it easy